Spirit and soul, where Atlanta's service industry unpacks raw and provocative truths, share hilarious commentary about their unique industry experiences. Welcome to Spirit and Soul Podcast, a space where we share antidotes, lessons, recipes, and the personalities of those in the service industry here in Atlanta. <laughs> we all love a great cocktail like these here. Cheers. Cheers. But the industry is much more than that. Um, we got soul too. And you love us for it. Um, so I'm your host, Courtney. Welcome. Um, I got a little spiel here. I'm just going to read this. It's kind of going to be like the theme of what we're talking about. Get you in the mood. Um, we usually glamorize our bartenders. We hold them in high regard because they carry a lot of responsibility. They are simultaneously managing the intoxication level of several guests. They play a huge part with cultivating the atmosphere at the bar. They are extremely knowledgeable and creative individuals. Um, and we pretty much expect them to be more sober than we are. We trust them to have our best interests, be our friend, be a listening ear, be our wingman as we lower our inhibitions. There are a lot of expectations that are naturally implied, but not formally agreed upon. Despite your bartender never leaves you hanging, no matter who you are, how well you hold your liquor, or how you tip. It's their duty to observe you, manage you, cater to you, and intervene on your behalf if necessary. They are a group of special humans, um, but today we will, we will be addressing how all of that truly impacts your bartender from the way they date, the way they handle finances, what they choose to prioritize, their reasoning skills. A lot of them tend to operate from a place of pleasure and immediate gratification. The fast money, the attention, the easy access to temptation creates a lifestyle of some hard habits and hard lessons that naturally they tend to live by religiously. Um, it can be a slippery slope sometimes, constantly putting yourself in threatening situations. I mean, I say threatening, but like, it might be a stretch, but like sometimes it is threatening. <laughs> uh, but they're used to it. Um, just like professional gamblers, some are even addicted becoming masters of the craft, glorified societal rebels. Um, so sorry for the dramatics, but I really <laughs> felt that was necessary to put all that there. So just bear with me. Um, I can say this all confidently because I'm a bartender as well, and I have a journey of my own. Our guest today, Bianca, has one too, and has been in the industry for over 16 years, going on 17 years. A lot of her experience is with nightclubs, sports bars, restaurants, um, a traveling bartender, All-Star Weekend, she just did that. So she's all over the place uh, and just really making a name for herself and representing the craft and the profession of bartending really well here in Atlanta. Um, today, we are packing some of the behaviors developed from being a bartender. And clearly, we love our profession and the industry, its growth, the positive impact it has on us, our relationships, its lessons, opportunities, all that. But there are some of us who has had some interesting growing pains and difficulty working um, past some of its thorns. So let's get into it all. Welcome, Bianca. Woo! <laughs> all of that. Sorry. <laughs> this is my first time. Maybe I need to chop that up some. Um, but welcome. How do you feel today? I feel great. How do you feel? I feel good. good. Now that that part's over. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so let's go right into it. So what are some of the habits that you developed since being in the industry? It can be good or bad. So what comes to mind first? Um, habits. I drink. Okay. Um, we all do. I go out and I, I, I don't sleep as much as I should. Mm. I do spend money effortlessly because I know it's going to come effortlessly back to me. Yep. Um, I feel like my habits are I eat, I drink, <laughs> eat and drink. <laughs> I do too. And I agree. I completely agree. Um, I'll throw some in there and you can intervene or add to this. <clears throat> People pleasing. Uh that's yeah. We're, we're working for tips. Right. So it's like we need that. Like, did I do a good job? Tip but that's me. so like instilled on me. I don't feel like it's a habit anymore. I feel like it's, it's a just, life. It's a lifestyle. Right, it's a lifestyle. That I agree. I agree with the drinking, blowing money, like not I'd say not planning ahead because I, I don't feel like I have to as much because a lot of times you plan it. Well, now I do more. Now I'm an adult. Right. <laughs> but we're like, older now. We're older now. So, yeah. But there was a period where it was just like, why plan ahead? I got the money for a boom. Here right. you go. And whatever. if I spend it, I could just pick up a shift. Yep. That's exactly. Fine. Exactly. Operating from that. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, and then reading people. Yeah. Like learning how to read people. Mm-hmm. Especially like those first date situations. You just be like. I completely <laughs> agree. Oh, I have, what are some of the habits, some vocabulary phrases that you use every day? Do you feel like you've accumulated a special vocabulary uh, outside of swearing (laughs) or swearing? Well, yeah. um, I've always been like a person that has like, I don't know, I speak very articulate. Mm -hmm. And I guess with coming like to like a guest or whatever, I'm always like even more articulate, especially if I drink. I get even more. Really? Girl, I, I, my mom's like, you always say literally. And you like, <laughs> and she thinks I turn into like this British person or she's like, actually like. So you do that. That's funny. I feel like I go the opposite way. No, I get like, more. I make sure I don't slur. I'm like, hold on, hold on. Because you're, you're, you're acting. Right. And it, like, that's what I feel like. I'm like, when I go clock in, showtime. No one can tell if I'm mad, upset. And they shouldn't like, be able to. Exactly. They can't. So I just go in there and I'm like, clocked in. Hi. Yeah. Bianca. <laughs> I do the same thing. And then I go to the bar. I'm like, I need a shot. <laughs> right? And then it's like, it's like you're a robot. You mm-hmm. just, and it's like, I felt like sometimes I didn't know how to turn that off. I can leave the bar setting and still be like, I'm fine. Right. I'm, I'm fine. fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Everybody's stay calm. I can take a shot. It's still functioning. Right. No, <laughs> uh, I completely agree with that. And I say for me, it was opposite. It was like, naturally, I feel like I'm articulate. But then when I started drinking, I'm not not articulate, but I'm more, even more down to earth, mm-hmm. even more slang. I will cut to the chase faster. Right. I'm like, I won't say anything about you not tipping me if I'm sober. But if I'm a little intoxicated, I might say, are you serious? Like, right. I might say something. Right. Whereas if I was sober, I wouldn't say anything mm-hmm. at all. I just take it. Right. That little alcohol like courage exactly now i know you ain't just gonna leave me a dollar exactly like you feel you and i both know i did better than that exactly (laughs) exactly so earlier i asked bianca um you know the different places that she's bartended at and we list that and we talked about that already but she also mentioned that she when being a traveling bartender that one time her plane got stuck 
Where did it get stuck? Um, we were in St. Martin, and um, the, like the flight kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed. So then finally, at one point in time, they're like, the plane's having mechanical issues. Um, we're gonna have to make you guys stay overnight, and we're gonna we're gonna put you in a hotel and a resort, whatever. And there's 150 people on the plane. So everybody was pissed. I mean, I was kind of upset, but I was like, another night in paradise? Okay, mm -hmm. finally, I ain't got to go to work tomorrow. And if so, I'm sure somebody will pick up my shift. So um, we went back to, like, we went to another resort. They were, like, all, like, scrambling around because they weren't, they weren't prepared for 150 people to just to come off a plane. Mm -hmm. So um, I seen the bartender, like, and he was, like, flustered and stuff. So I was like, hey... You want some help? I bartend. He was like, you would really do that? And I was like, I really would. So I went behind there slaying drinks left I and right. The rest of the plane. The other 149 passengers were so excited that I got like back there and helped them. They, like, I got a bottle from them, went to the back, or went to the back, talked to them a little bit. They actually told me anytime I'm in St. Martin, I can stay there for free. So Have you been back? Once you have only once, and you did I just it. don't like doing. I know, like, I, I don't know. Like taking stuff for free. I it's like, like to just, I'll work. I'll, like, I'll work. I'll work these shifts. <laughs> and so um, we went back to my room and was drinking. So everybody on the plane, like I'm all friends with them, like a little VIP. Yeah, VIP in my room, party and beautiful. I think that's crazy, but that goes back to like. The habits that we naturally develop, we're naturally a bartender. If we're in a setting and we see it's a crisis, like who are you going to call? You have to. Literally. Bartenders. Exactly. That's what you got to call. <laughs> I feel like, like I've been at parties, which is why I, got, <clears throat> I have the spirit and soul thing. Because it's like so many times I'm at an event and everybody's looking around clueless. Like it would be great if somebody could facilitate what we drink in. Like. Right. Here's all the makings. Go for it. And they're, they're nervous. Like, hold on. I got it. <laughs> exactly. No worries. Here's my tip jar. Thank right. you. Okay. Oh, so wait, let me tell you another story. Okay, okay, okay. So um, October of 2021, so okay. not too long ago, okay. we were in um, Puerto Rico okay. for my aunt's birthday. I wanted to say a few extra days, so okay. I said a few extra days. Okay. I go into this bar, Okay. and um, I'm sitting at the bar. I order my Jameson Miller Lite chaser, you know, and <laughs> he was like, he was like, you look like you bartend. I was like, I do, actually. He was like, you want to bartend tonight? And I was like, what do you mean? I was like, I've been drinking like seven shots so far. He was like, it's fine. I've been drinking too. I was like, well, what time do you want to come in? And it was already like 2.30 at that time. Mm -hmm. It was like 5.30. I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, for what? Like, hold on. Give me some more insight to this. Yeah. He was like, um, Puerto Rico's playing a soccer game or a basketball game today. And I got tickets. I was like, well, is it going to be okay with the owner if I do that? He was like, I'm the owner. And it was a real cool guy from oh Philly. Oh, my God. And so I was like, oh, okay. So the bar is 101 East. His name is Jimmy. Go see him. Puerto Rico. It's in um, Carolina. Okay. So, um, so free. Anyway, so walked into this bar, got a job, worked there for like three days, three shifts and stuff. And then I was like, all right, I got to fly back. I got to go home for real, for real, because I got to work at the club this weekend. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, my I stayed God. Started it up and drank and ate for free the whole time I was there. You know what's so and made my money back that I spent insane. a week before. So you know what I think is interesting is that with this habit of just naturally answering the call to being a bartender, mm -hmm. and it's like it's a part. It's like it's a part of our social life. It's like that's I think that's why it's kind of hard to like walk away from sometimes when you're right. like okay I've had enough I'm just gonna transition you know or oh I'm gonna go to corporate or you can either make a career of it and really make the most of it 
Or you can go back and forth because I've been in that space where I'm just like, I'm trying to get out of this world. It's just so dark. It's you too try much. So hard, I but can't. You just can't get away. It. It's like literally, it's a social experiment or something that it does to us. Like, I don't know. Pulls you back in. It does. It does. Like, because I feel like work is my social hour. Yeah. Because I sit at home. So you don't go out. You're like, I go to I work. I mean, I'll go out every once in a while, but I don't go to clubs. Okay. Like, yeah. I, I just don't. I work in them. Mm-hmm. So I don't go to clubs. I go to a bar. And mm-hmm. I'm all about a dive bar. Same. I don't even want to go to like a, a fancy bar. I want to go to a dive bar. Okay. So you're not into any of the like the newer like cocktail bar places. You like, I'll go to you'll them, go, but it's and not And I'll your... try it out. Okay. I just, okay. Sometimes I'm just like, I have all this stuff in my house. I just want to go That's very talk true. to people and drink my Miller Lights. Yeah. And, my, and my Jameson's. I know Miller Lights a shit beer, but it's like my water. <laughs> <laughs> it literally is my water. She said it, not me. It is a shit beer. <laughs> but Miller Light. <laughs> right? Miller Light and Jameson. At what point in your career did you realize you have to make some really hard conscious decisions about your lifestyle to stay in control? And then what bad habit have you addressed in it, like initially? What did you address initially? Or maybe what did you recently address? So I never had that feeling that I drank too much until um, the end of November of 2021. Okay. That was my, I had a, a really like weird dream and it was, I don't know, it was like an eye opener. Okay. And I was like, you know what? Like something isn't right. And so I looked into it like online to see like what kind of dream, like if you have like stuff that I don't know um but I looked into it Mm -hmm. and it just kind of scared me a little bit okay but I did see my fluctuation of drinking so much like I had probably been drunk for seven months straight you know what I saw that post I saw when you posted that and I was like I want to talk about that with her because I was just like wow so uh, for me to be in this industry for so long I never Mm -hmm. thought I had like a problem because I would be like okay I'd go in one place and drink like one beer or whatever Mm -hmm. and go Mm -hmm. home but then I start, like, it was like a downfall. Like, I was drinking every single day. Mm-hmm. And, like, not to say this horribly, but I would work all the time. I worked at Apartment 4B, and I yeah. worked there on Wednesday and Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then when I get off of work, I would go to a bar. I'd go to 11th Street Pub. Okay, okay. So, shout out to that. them. Hey, Shannon. <laughs> hey, <Mary>. Hey, girl. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I would go there. Mm-hmm. Then I would wake up Friday, work at the Nook mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm, daytime, mm-hmm. and then would drink there. Then Friday night, I would go to Gold Room or Compound okay. and work the nightclub and drink all night at work. Mm-hmm. Wake up early on Saturday morning, a few hours of sleep, work Saturday morning at the Nook. Saturday night, work at Gold Room or Compound, be drunk at night, mm-hmm. wake up Saturday or Sunday morning, drink again, go, take, go home and take a little nap, and then I'd go out to Tiki Tango and drink then. Did you work there or you would just go to hang out I would just go to hang out and drink with uh, Midtown Jay and Anna. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So then on Mondays, I'd wake up feeling like shit, but I'd be like, oh, Monday night, girls night with my girl. (laughs) That's when it's for me. Right. So then I would drink on Monday nights Mm -hmm. and then Tuesdays would hit and I'd feel like shit. Complete crap. My bad. No, you can. This is. I'd feel like shit. So Mm -hmm. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to stay at home and I'm going to make dinner. So I'd make dinner. But while I'm making dinner, I'm drinking a bottle of wine, not even with a glass, out the bottle. Oh! (laughs) So literally, and for for seven months straight, I was doing that every day. It was like alcohol became a part of me. And I didn't even realize it until I had that dream. And that dream woke me up. 
Wow. It woke me the fuck up. It was seven months straight. That's a long time. And I was like, whoa, let me get out of this habit. So I stopped drinking for um, three weeks. Okay. And um, it was a great decision to stop drinking. But um, now I know how to like pace myself mm-hmm. and like be like, okay, you don't need to drink. I'm yeah. like, okay. And um, this one guy that I've been conversing with. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, <laughs> me and him have like, ha- like he talks me down and stuff. And mm-hmm. I did like go to a few little classes and stuff. Okay, okay. But I was like, this class is for quitters. Like I'm not quitting drinking all the way. I just don't feel like this class is for me because I have a full bar at home. I'm not drinking all that stuff at home. I'm just going out to socialize. And a social holic is what I like to call exactly. it. Exactly, and that's what I am—a social holic. And mm-hmm. it just so happens that there just happens to be a bottle of Jameson behind my bar at each bar I work at. So, I have so many questions since you were saying that. One, being that Jameson is what <clears throat> you drink all the time. Sometimes mm-hmm. when I drink something all the time, I don't. My tolerance level for it lowers, and so it's like. It can I can drink like a half a bottle and not feel literally. And, and that's like why I'm okay I can't. With that. Okay. Yeah, I could drink that and I feel fine. Like okay. vodka, I'm not allowed to drink vodka anymore. Okay. I started on vodka. Um, I'm not allowed to drink that no okay. more. Okay, got you. Experiences that don't need to be repeated. <laughs> I left vodka in Dominican Republic. Okay, got it. Noted. No more vodka. <laughs> Wow, there's so much you said. I, I should have been taking notes because I had questions while you were talking, but I wanted you to say everything. Like, oh, go ahead. Girl, what you got to ask me? That's crazy. Because <laughs> you don't realize. I, I can just relate. I'll just say that. I relate to that a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I relate to that. I am a socialholic. I don't. Yeah, and then even trying to be like, okay, well, I'm not trying to eliminate I don't think there's anything wrong with drinking and I'm not trying to stop drinking. I'm not trying to quit. Like I'm not, it hasn't affected outside of maybe my pockets sometime, but it hasn't affected my life. Right. It hasn't made me go downhill to the point where I'm going to the bar or Mm -hmm. going to the liquor store, buying bottles instead of paying my rent. Yeah. 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 So like any bills, your priorities are intact. Like Mm -hmm. I I catch flights, not feelings. Hashtag. I be going, you know, I don't, Alcohol ain't going to stop me from taking a trip. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and have my stuff paid in advance before I come back. So exactly. I come back comfortably. Exactly. I completely agree. But I think there is a, um, there is this middle ground. So it's like, almost like, what is there? And it's, I'm happy that you, you had that fast or that detox. Cause that's what I do all mm-hmm. the time too. It's like, okay, I've been drinking a lot. I'm just going to take a two weeks detox, a 21 day detox. Cause just to remind myself that I don't have a problem. Not that it's. Okay, like it's no shade, you know what I mean? Right, but right, like, right. I am in control, right? And I, right. I had that moment and I'm like, I am. But that first like week, I was miserable. Really? Yeah, because like, I guess alcohol like helps me sleep too. Okay. So I wasn't sleeping. Mm. Um, I wasn't, well, I was eating like just shitty foods just mm-hmm. to make me feel better. Like, mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, let me get this. Oh, I'm lactose intolerant. Let me eat this thing of ice cream. Oh, Who does gosh. that? Who does We've that? done it. We all do it. I, I do it. <laughs> and then also, like, I had the shakes, too. Because I felt like my body was a little dependent on... Uh-huh, uh-huh. I just need, like, wake up, shot of whiskey, you're okay. Something else. And, yeah, exactly. Something else. When you're when you're hungover, mm-hmm. you sometimes the need to drink dog. something yeah. else <clears throat> to feel better. So exactly. that kind of spirals into the next day. Right. Basically, we can relate, okay? <laughs> we know that this isn't just an issue with bartenders. Uh, it, it can be with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just healthy to kind of take some detox from now and again. Moving on. 
Do you feel like you are expected to uphold a certain image as a bartender? And what is that? Um, okay, so I worked at Hooters okay. a long time ago. And we had to sign an image um, contract okay. that you will obtain your image. Mm-hmm. And I guess that kind of instilled on me, too, because it was always like, try to make your best. Like, don't come in. The- well, first of all, hygiene is, like, very important. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be in nobody's face. And I don't want you in my face mm-hmm. if you ain't clean, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But I've always felt the need that I need to, like, you know, I'm a lipstick whore anyway. Mm-hmm. So I always want to wear some <laughs> lipstick and we stuff. We both are. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I always want to wear some lipstick and make myself look presentable to mm-hmm. people and make them want to talk to me because I'm already, like, a nice person and I smile a lot. But that just that little extra. Yep. Like, that might. It goes a long way. It goes a long way. That, like, looking at your lips like, damn, those lips look luscious. Let me give her some money. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I completely agree. Um, sometimes I think that I'm expected to be the party friend, like the person oh, that's always down. Like, Lock oh, I know Courtney wants to come. She gonna turn that shit out. Courtney, you down? It's like, yeah, I yeah. am. But I also feel like I've kind of naturally became that person that's not... Now I'm able to like pick and choose and it's like, well, because I know I'm not gonna say no, I just have friends around me that knows. Don't even ask Courtney because she's not going to say no. She's going to say yes. And she doesn't need to say yes. So don't ask her. Right. So it's like I have those intentional community that's mm-hmm. like they know when to ask me because they know I'm going to say yes. So just spare me. Okay. Spare right. me. I'm always going to say yes too unless I'm working because my money is that's me. Yes. We money. can play later. <laughs> well, let me get this money now. Or come to my job. Right, we can play. Come see we, me. You can come to my bar. I'll put you on the guest list. <laughs> What is your work schedule currently? I know you just talked about the past seven months, but... Yeah, so mm-hmm. um, I work at the Nook. Like, I pick up shifts right now just because, like, I kind of needed, like, a little break from a lot of stuff. Okay. Um, but I'm at Gold Room on Fridays and Saturdays. Next weekend is our last weekend because we're closing for remodeling. Oh, for how long? I'm not sure. Okay. <sighs> I hope. If you have to long. predict, like a few months. Yeah, or like, I, okay. I would just say like a few months. Okay. okay. Yeah, because they're just gonna like re, you know, revamp, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. come back with a new little pizzazz. But um, so I only work on Friday nights and Saturday nights. But when I pick up at the Nook, it's like a Saturday morning or fri- or a Sunday morning and stuff like that. And during okay. the week, I just kind of um, do whatever. Sometimes I do my other little side hustles. Okay. And stuff. Okay. Like okay. I, I event plan. Nice. So I did not know that. Not a lot. I just. I've been so stressed, so I just like kind of put you gotta, that on like the side. So I'll I do like that. friends' weddings and mm-hmm. bridal showers and birthday parties. Yeah, so I've been doing like getting myself together for that. And okay. then also, um, so I travel a lot. Okay. So during the week, I try to find out flight deals and stuff like this. Yeah, I will say that bartending has allowed me to travel. Mm-hmm. Because I could be, I asked you that question about scheduling because it's like, do you feel like you're in control of your schedule? Oh, totally. Okay, good. <laughs> Always. Okay. <laughs> There were times that I didn't feel like I was. Like, you know, we work weekends. Mm-hmm. So when I was younger, in my 20s, that's so crazy to say, in my 20s. In my 20s. In my 20s, I was, I, I've gotten used to it, but I was frustrated that, like, I could never do anything on the weekends with all my other non-bartender industry friends. Well, it just depends on how you, well, okay, football season, mm-hmm. you know, we would work doubles. Yeah. Like, so crazy. We worked across the street from each other. Yep. Never worked with each other, but across the street. And had the same regulars. Literally. <laughs> Both sports bars. But, or I would jump over to their bar and take yep. a shot, or they'd come over to my bar exactly. and take a shot. And then, and then could, go out after it. Right. It's time to go out. Mm-hmm. Buckhead Bottle Bar. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. 
Um, Don't so y'all, y'all don't know about that. Um, <laughs> they will one day. I felt like back then, yes, I did have a schedule conflict mm-hmm. because I would work doubles those mm-hmm. days on a Saturday and Sunday when everybody's out at like Oyster Fest or everybody's out exactly patio drinking and stuff. And you're looking at social media like, I wish I could go to brunch. Right, I want to go party. I want to. I want to have game night at the house but on I just a Friday made this night. Much money and I get to go drink on Monday. That that part. As an adult now, I'm. It's completely fine, and you are in control of your schedule, mm-hmm. especially because you work at different places. You're not tied down at one place. When you're ready to move around, you got places overseas that you can go. So like, right. you're you got it. You got it pretty much figured out. Okay. So how has it has how has your time in the industry affected your dining and bar experiences when you go out as a guest? Oh, uh, when I go out, I. J- I don't know how to go out like a normal person. Why? Because I be wanting to try everything on the menu. I'm like, <laughs> but I'm the nicest person. I'm honestly, I could be the, I am literally the nicest guest people have. I will order like an appetizer, like a few entrees just because I want to try it. Cause I'll take it home. It's not a problem. Uh-huh. Take it home. And I want to try dessert and I want to drink. Like I want it all. So you're, are you going to ask all the questions? Too? No, I don't even ask all the questions. I can read on the menu. Okay. Like normal people should. Okay. I'll be honest. I really be like, what do you? What's your favorite thing? Wait, I do it. I do it. And it's so annoying because I used to hate What's your favorite? Now I'm like, but seriously, do you like it? It's like, no, no, I no, don't. I'll ask. I'm like, well, wait, do, does everybody else? Well, I do. You know, I do ask some uh-huh, questions. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's like more of, is it spicy? Does it have a lot of tomatoes in it? Okay. Like those type of things. Okay, like, specific. Because I like spicy, but mm-hmm. I also have like acid reflux, so I can't really fuck with a lot of tomatoey stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or so I just have to, you know, make sure I'm good. So yeah, that's I don't have fair. to take it all to go and be like, I gotta go. That's <laughs> fair. Do you, I had, um, what about tipping? Like, do you feel like you are required to over tip being that you're a bartender? I always, okay, I, I always do 20%. Okay. Even if you're, if you suck, mm-hmm. but just know I'm, I'm the same. Like you, like yeah. Because you know, there's some people that just show up and be like, "Here's fifty dollars." I'm like, I'm not. I'm just just because you know that I work in the industry. Right. I just met you. Why do or I don't talk to you? We don't. Ha- right. Why would I just be throwing them on my? That's how I feel. But other people really be out here tipping people ridiculous, and then. I hate it because I would go to restaurants with my mom and she would be like, my, my daughter's in the industry. I'm like, who told you to tell them that? <laughs> now they're going to be thinking I'm about to tip them $50. I don't have $50. Every, so are you critiquing them when they're pouring your drink? Like, um, or well, you just let it... It's not really hard to pour. Yeah, but... But <clears throat> sometimes I do critique them mm-hmm. on the ounces okay. that they pour. Because I'll be like, wait a second. You cheating me. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Don't cheat people on their alcohol if you're pouring something. Don't do that. That's the worst mistake. I'm sorry, you but your face—you got the most serious in the conversation <laughs> when you said this. Don't cheat people out of their alcohol because you never know who's watching. And if you are one of those people, just know that that's called stealing. <laughs> you're stealing from the customer, and they're paying for it. Yeah, you're stealing. And things are overpriced these days. So exactly. a bottle of Jameson is what 30, 20, 35 35 dollars. Okay, give them give them there. And now if you go to a restaurant, you're paying like twelve dollars for, for a Jameson. Jameson. It should be seven dollars. So give people what they pay for. Right. Ugh, so annoying. What does your after hours routine look like? But we kind of talked about that. But I guess I kind of want to know more like after hours, after, like what Atlanta considers after hours. Do you partake partake in any of that? Like, 
What does that look like for you? And how has it changed over the years? So the after hours have definitely changed over the years because I used to be out like MJQ and shit. Mm -hmm. Like you wouldn't even know like it's daytime almost outside. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But now I feel like the after hours aren't so after hoursy. Like Mm -hmm. I I know they shut stuff down. And before I remember pouring alcohol until 3 a.m. Now you Mm got to stop pouring alcohol in the city of limits of Atlanta at 2.30 unless you're considered an after hour spot that serves food. Got it. So you can pour after that or whatever. I don't know. But I have gone to some after hours spots. Shout out to Onyx Strip Club. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's hilarious because that's, I I mean, I know we're known for our strip clubs, but that was my introduction. It was like, well, we're off of work late. We want to wind down and have a happy hour like everyone else does when they Mm -hmm. finish their jobs. So the places that are open are strip clubs right or like during the week like um well actually i think it's every day docs oh gosh docs is open to docs like 4 a.m docs get on my nerves docs don't get on my nerves that's why i've had my Monday night girls I, night I for just, a long time uh, i've been going there for like 11 years really yeah girl i just don't like the smoke i don't i, I really don't care about the smoke okay, anymore okay. because at that point i just want my lemon pepper off flats extra crispy wings <laughs> naked <laughs> <laughs> and um, a few beers. Like, yeah. they close at four. And mm-hmm. if I'm working at the restaurant during the week, we get off at like 11 or midnight or whatever. Yeah. There's always like that place to go to. Or also 11th Street, they close at three. Okay, I didn't know so that. It's always good to have a certain spot that you can go to mm-hmm. when you do want to wind down because mm-hmm. taking care of y'all motherfuckers is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot sometimes. And it could be very, like, you got to just have your uh, like a, a better state of mind. Yeah. And that's, I feel like, part of the reason why we drink. Right. With a sip, you'd be like, oh. Exactly. It's like that moment you take off your bra. I completely <laughs> agree. I completely agree. Take off your wig. Take off right. your bra. Like, take this stuff off. Oh, let's discuss your dating behaviors. I'm single. Okay. Me too. It's single. Living single. <laughs> um, okay, so have you ever dated your coworkers or your guests? What has that looked like? Do you have a preference? I've dated a coworker before, and I will never do that again. I feel like don't dip your pen in company ink. What she says. Was it a bartender or a server? Uh, uh, it was owner? a server. Okay. I just feel like... Go ahead. No. Just, I would never do it again. Yeah, I feel the same. I, I agree. Never do it again. I agree. I wouldn't. And you know how hard it is to work along somebody like you're like currently like talking to? And um, it's cute when they do the little poke you or whatever, but <laughs> motherfucker, <laughs> run food. <laughs> I'm not about to run all your food all fucking day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just think, I think that. For me, it was just toxic. It is because toxic. we get we get around each other like a bunch of bartenders get around each other. We all drink, you know what I mean? We're, we're peer pressuring each other a lot of the times, and so I just feel like when I've dated people that were in the industry or not in I don't want to say in the industry, I'll say that I worked with, it was as if like when we were making out, we were exchanging alcohol. Like it was just like our it was. Just, <laughs> You know what I mean? It, I can just envision just like this saliva of alcohol just being, in, that's 
I don't know. That's intense, but <laughs> that is intense. That's, but it's, it's I, I, I get just, it. I think that's I the, and it. it's just like, do I really need your alcohol and toxic toxicity too? Like, I have my own. <laughs> right, like, right. I don't. I can't do two. I can't do two. I need somebody who's not. Right. I need a balance. Exactly. They're equally yoked. Equally yoked. So dating people on the other side of the bar, like when people, I'm sure you get hit on all the time. So, oh, that was a question, which I was going to say for later, but I'll just go ahead and dig in because I don't, yeah, I'll just go ahead and dig in. Uh, somebody, we had a guest, uh, one of our listeners, soon to be listeners, uh, <laughs> asked a question and they said, do we feel like it's difficult to navigate the real inquiries to take you on a, uh, to take you on a date versus just somebody flirting because it's convenient? Like, can you... Tell, I like, can totally tell when somebody's okay. flirting just for the convenience and when they are trying to holla at me, like at the bar, especially at the nightclub. And I can totally tell, and I'm like, mm, we'll see. Like, I'll do like one of those moves, but first of all, you're getting the exact pour you're supposed to get. You're not getting anything for free because I'm going to see how you tip me first because I want to see how you tip. That part. Because I can't date a person who can't tip. I went on a date one time. Well, long story. Eh. So, um,. <laughs> Yeah, um, I feel like I wait to the end of the night, like, and if I see them hanging on girls, I'm like, no, it ain't gonna happen, because mm-hmm. you're just here to get some ass, and yeah. that ain't gonna come from me. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, usually I can't di- differentiate, like, a person, like, sometimes they'll just hang out at the bar and, like, watch me work and stuff, and I'll be like, do you need anything? They're like, no, I just like to watch you. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> How can you make a career of bartending like you have, mm-hmm. like we have? And not hate people. You know, how the, I have. I would hear the phrase all the time with coworkers over the years. I hate people, like because you just get so. <clears throat> but how can you come out and be so positive? Not like how do you not hate people? What is it? When I do my checkout at the end of the night. Mm. <laughs> when you go on your trips. <laughs> Wait, right. As soon as I book a flight, I'm like, mm, and I come back relaxed and everything. There you go. She said it. What's something you wish you had more patience for? Um. I guess younger, younger drinkers. Ooh. I wish I had more patience for younger drinkers because the first question that comes out of their mouth, can you make me something? Well, I can make you anything. Well, what's good? Anything you like. What well, what do you drink? And I tell them straight up whiskey. And they're like, oh, I don't like that. And I'm like, okay, do you like vodka? They're like, uh, sometimes. Why am I asking you five million questions? The only thing I should be asking you is what would you like to drink? I shouldn't ask you a million questions. Now, if I'm not busy, I will make you... Entertain. Uh, yeah, I will make you whatever. And I will be like, ooh, do you like this kind of flavor? Do you like this kind of flavor? Mm-hmm. And I'll throw something together. Like, oh, they're so good. But I wish I had more patience for them because at the end of the day, a lot of them are just going to order a vodka soda. And I'm like... <laughs> There's so much. There's so much for you to drink. Yeah. But you've got to expand your palate. Yeah. And I wish I had more patience yeah. to want to, like, teach them and stuff like that. Yeah. And I also, I wish I had more patience for, like, women of, um, who didn't have much like as far as, like, um, I don't want to say the hood rats, but they're the hood rats. You could say hood rats because I know what you're talking about. Them ratchet Give bitches. Me a hood ratchet. Let me get a Long Island. <laughs> I don't see the tea. First of all, tea doesn't come in a Long Island, y'all. <laughs> There's no tea in a Long Island iced tea. Oh my god. So 
I wish I had more mm. patience for them too. Okay. Because... <laughs> I'm so done. I can relate. What y'all got? <laughs> and I go like this, and they're like, "I don't see no do say. We ain't got no do say." <laughs> you know, those kind of things. Like, I wish I had more patience because I'd be like. Yeah, I agree. Younger <laughs> drinkers, there there needs to be some kind of education program as well as just people working in the industry and knowing what it's like. Like, how long is it going to be pre- predicted to get your food, your drink? Be aware of what's going on around right. you. Like, knowing that the person serving your drinks or the person serving your food, they're not the only pe- person interacting in your experience, and that's, like, affecting your experience. Also address the older crowd, too. Oh, I agree. Because that tab of a hundred dollars and you go here go your little five dollars you ain't even gonna say that you don't have to say that <laughs> you don't have to say that they don't know how to tip yeah they need <clears> and some... they run you back and forth yep people often ask like where's a place to go after this what's open after this do you ever get that or where should i go where should i go for brunch tomorrow if they're visiting i do do that like at the nook people ask me all the time and i literally like we'll tell them a whole bunch of different places mm-hmm. and I, like write this down and ask for this person mm-hmm. but I do recommend a lot of places because most of my friends are in that industry mm-hmm. so I'm trying to share the wealth with all of us That's we in it to good. win it y'all mm-hmm. but um yeah I always tell people something but especially, like if it's nighttime and I'm at the club and somebody's like where to go after this I tell them to go to Onyx Strip Club or mm-hmm. I'll tell them to go to Landmark Diner and get you something to eat because you need to go home after that that or Waffle House. <laughs> right, or the Waffle House. But if you do go to Landmark Diner, go see my friend Alberto. Listen. He's been my, he been my server for plugs. the last past, literally, he's been my server for like 13 years. She got plugs. <laughs> he is the homie. Today, we've unpacked the lifestyle of a bartender. Not every bartender experience is identical, but I'm sure many of you can relate. I don't think we ever really take the time to acknowledge the impact our professions have on who we are and what we're into, how we communicate. But it really does have a lasting impression, as you can see today with Bianca and myself. I also believe that we are something of cultural leaders. The amount of people we engage with and observe in such an informal setting is outstanding, like astoundingly, actually. I say that to say our opinions matter. We're pretty fucking high on the street cred ranking, don't you think? hell yeah. Okay. If you don't know, you better ask somebody. We the plug. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I put... Note some credible gangsters or culture leaders. Tupac. <laughs> this was a note for me, but I didn't do it. Yet. Cheers. Thank you, Bianca, Aww. for coming. I, I appreciate you. you. Shout out to all of our listeners. Thank you so much for spending this time with us. We appreciate you. You can expect another episode next month. In the meantime, follow us on IG at Spirit and Soul Podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs>